How we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. Where you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point. Right, happy Friday, everyone. We are here with episode number 95 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. So first, I want to apologize for missing the shows earlier in the week. Tuesday, I ended up landing in the hospital. Had something funky going on in uh, my the, my back there, so I could I wasn't around for that one. And then Wednesday I was volunteering, so we are back today, first show of the week. So if you missed us, sorry, we're here now. And so we all know I've been saying that every other show, the new show is starting this Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern. It's the debate show. Because I've been listening to a lot of other debate shows out there, and they all just turn into just one big. Scream, scream fest, people talking over each other, people are missing the point, questioning people's education, and that they don't even end up talking about the topic at hand. So I'm going to start my own where I can make sure that stuff doesn't happen and we actually have rational conversations about difficult topics. So the topic for this Monday is should critical race theory be taught in elementary schools? So I have five panelists from all across the world that are going to join me having that conversation and it will be every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Boom. All right. So today, so we got a little bit of a late start. So apologize for that. But we're going to make up for it with enthusiasm and great content. All right. So we're going to talk about music. And like everybody out there has that one song that's just your jam. And you know, you could be in the worst funk. And then that song comes on and it just completely uplifts you. And it just changes everything about you. So My guest today is going to talk about changing your mood through music, right? So we're going to dive right in. Welcome to the show, Moody Banks. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. My pleasure. Thank you for taking the time out to share your your experience and what you're up to with us. Of course. Of course. So where are you joining us from? I am joining you from Austin, Texas. Ah. Um, It's been pretty rainy here, surprisingly. Okay. That's happening. Well, <laughs> isn't, isn't that the music capital of the world? It is indeed. We have live shows every day. You can just walk down any street and probably find a live show. It's pretty awesome. It's a really cool atmosphere here. Um, music nice. is everything. Yeah, like when I saw that on your profile, like I, I actually had to dig deeper into it because you think of music, you think of Nashville. You know, that, yeah. like, that's just what's yeah. in the mainstream. So, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, I found that very interesting to hear that it's actually Austin. Yeah, um, and we have a lot of different genres, too. A lot of, a lot of really cool stuff 
happens in Austin musically. A lot of like jazz bands, funk bands, like it's really um, diverse and I love that about Austin. Okay. And uh, your, your roots are from Southern Cali though, right? Oh, well, from yes. California? Yes, right. they are. Yes. Um, I love Cali. Hey, my Cali people. Um, I actually moved to Austin about four years ago and that's actually when I started my music journey. I ended up working in a studio and I started to see artists come in and I started to get familiar with how things worked inside of the studio and I kind of just fell in love with it and I was like, maybe I'm supposed to do this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love, it. love it. Yeah, remember uh, Harrison Ford, the actor? He was in like The Fugitive. Oh, okay. I'm, show, I'm showing the age gap here. <laughs> but, uh, I'm just not but, very um, hip to like movies and me. I can't remember. I always fall asleep. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's a, but he got started in a similar fashion. He was actually a stagehand. Hey. Yeah, and then he oh, was wow. he was either like read, reading a script or just like improvising. And someone came and saw him and were like, "Hey, do that again." <laughs> you know, and then he became <laughs> a, a famous actor. You know, that's just from, from being a stagehand. Yeah, yeah, so that that's great. All right, so let's dive in. So and like about a minute or so or less, just tell me just who who is Moody? So if you could just describe yourself yes. very briefly, who are you? For sure. Moody Banks is a woman who would like to inspire other women to be strong and to be smart and to just put themselves first in life and to not be afraid to be yourself. And I think that Moody Banks is definitely someone that is trying to break the mold of what normal, you know, R&B music is right now. Um, I really want to bring back the live feeling of music and the real feelings of music. Um, music today is could be a little repetitive, and I just want to be someone that you know breaks the mold and brings something fresh and new. And yeah, I think that's it. Love it. All right. So you said you want to inspire other women to be strong. What does that mean to you? Yes. Um, so I feel like. A lot of times as women, we kind of, you know, want to do things to please other people and we want to be liked and we want to be adored as women. But I also feel like it's very important to have someone that shows you a different side of that, to not really care what anybody thinks and to not really care what anybody wants and just to do what you want to do. And I think that's very important. We don't have that many we have a lot of a lot of women, don't get me wrong, but I also just would like to be included in that list of women. <laughs> Love it. Great answer. Yeah, it's like Thank in you. my in my trainings, I, I work I work with I'd say probably ninety-five percent women. And that's mm -hmm. one of the biggest things I try to instill in them is you know, like what do you want to do? What are your dreams? Like what are your aspirations? Because like when mm -hmm. you're when you're in your passion then you can better inspire everyone else around you. But okay. if you're just trying to please this one, trying to please that one, doing this because my parents want to, doing this because my spouse wants me to, 
or a significant other, or whatever. But then, but inside, you're slowly withering away. Yes. You know? So yes. I think that's a that's a great yes. mission. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great yes. mission. So, so as a, as a child, was it was it your dream to get into music, or or did you have a different path that you were aspiring to back then? Yeah, it's um, it's actually really funny because that was always my dream. Um, I always, I remember writing songs when I was younger and writing songs, giving them to my, my cousins and making them all sing and they would hate it. And I was always a very creative child and I was always doing something. Like I said, I didn't watch much TV because I was always writing or drawing. I like to paint too. So I was always, always, always doing something, but I never really saw that as something that I could actually do. Do you know what I mean? And I actually ended up playing basketball and I was pretty good at basketball. And my parents loved that because, you know, college. And I ended up getting a college scholarship from basketball. So I really started taking that seriously. And I kind of just forgot everything else that I really loved until... I graduated and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> like, I hate everything. <laughs> oh, and no. yeah, so it's really funny to actually think about that because we forget, you know, we forget who we really are. We forget what we really like. We forget what inspires us. And sometimes you just have to go back and figure it out. See, and that's where the with a quote good is the enemy of the great you know mm. so you were doing yeah. something that that you were good at and you ran with that but the greatness mm-hmm. was still inside you of what you truly yes. wanted to do like i dealt with that myself like i always had aspirations of doing things like this but back then it was like i wanted to be on tv i want to be like a like a talk show host or something where i could just meet mm-hmm. people from all <laughs> over the world and you know just get their backstories like like, like I always had this, but then I ended up managing restaurants for 20 years and yeah. I was good at it. I got awards, you know, I climbed the ladder, you know, I was in charge of my own schedule. I made, I made good, good money, but like, it wasn't, it wasn't me, you know what I mean? Right. So like in, in mm-hmm. order to be good in that industry, I had to become someone different. It's like, I've always yes. been str- strong willed and opinionated, but I like to have <laughs> fun, you know, like I like to have yeah. fun, you know, I like, I like competitions and stuff. And then there, like I had to be this this tough nose, no nonsense, and like I didn't like having to fire people, you know, people who I knew were maybe a single parent or a college student, but they just weren't up, and I had to take their job away. Like there were just things about mm-hmm. it that just wasn't me, you know, yeah, and it just wasn't serving sure. me. So then once I started, mm-hmm. well, once I started my gym, at first I was like, yeah, this this is it. You know what I mean? It's like this yeah. is it. Like I can make people feel better, think better, do better. You know. Mm-hmm. So, so when did you? So when did you make the switch to to go back into to your musical roots? Yeah. Um. I made the switch when I moved to Austin, and it was a very very fast decision. Like I think I decided I was gonna move here, and I moved there. I moved here like a week later. Like, you know, sometimes when uh, something is just calling you, like something yeah. in your soul is just telling you, like, you, you, like, this is not the place for you anymore. Like, this yeah. is not the place for you anymore. 
and I actually ended up getting a job offer in Austin at that studio. So I always, you know, loved music, like I said, and I loved creating, but I never saw myself able to be in that position. So when that opportunity opened, it was like do or die for me, you know, (laughs) which is so funny, like now thinking about it, because it was always like my face, but I don't know. Life is just funny. Life works in mysterious ways, indeed. (laughs) You know what it is? It's because we're we're all born with certain talents, you know, like like not everyone Mm -hmm. can sing, not everyone can paint. Not everyone can build things. Like my dad was an engineer. This dude could build anything out of anything. Literally <laughs> anything out of anything. And I need duct tape and super glue <laughs> to put things together. You know, so you know, but 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 my talent is helping people feel invincible. You know, so mm-hmm. so like we're all born with these with these talents, but somewhere along the way, we let doubt creep in. Like you yes. just said, you never saw yourself in that position. You know, mm-hmm. but but that door opened and you were courageous enough to go through it. Whereas I yes. think a lot, a lot of people, they don't take that step, you know, be, mm-hmm. because it's uncomfortable, because of those self-limiting beliefs. So once that door opened, what was your initial initial reaction? I was I was nervous, but I was extremely excited and happy. I'm very much of like a free spirit and I very much am in tune with my intuition. So for me, I was like, I'm leaving, (laughs) but I was more so (laughs) just nervous about my family. And I know my mom was like so mad at me and I don't know. It was just a major change in my life, but I knew I needed it. So as scary as it was, it was also very liberating and freeing because I finally got to do something that I loved. And I did love, you know, basketball and stuff, but at a certain point, I kind of lost it because it was it was just too much, too much politics, too much everything. Um, school, I, I, I didn't really like school. I didn't like my team. So after I graduated, I really didn't know what I was going to do. And even like the internships that I was getting and the jobs that I was getting, I really hated them. So I was just felt really cornered in a sense. So when this opened up, I was like, oh my gosh, like, thank you God, literally. <laughs> but it was still a scary thing to go through, you know? Absolutely. So what, what was your major in college? Uh, my major psychology with a emphasis emphasis in um, liberal arts and I took a lot of psych um, psychology classes and philosophy classes so I was always very I don't know I've always been a thinker I guess you could say yeah so do you feel that influences your style of music oh definitely especially with you know my newer stuff that I've been writing, I really want to, you know, you only get a certain amount of time to, to make a statement or to like make an impact on the world. So I feel like through music, especially, it's very important in the things that you say, because that's going to be here forever. And people are going to know like, this is what this person is about, you know? So it's very important to me to spread a positive message and to spread 
you know, truth. That's what you say. Absolutely. And I've said this on multiple shows, like that's, that's how you beat death. <laughs> if yes. you create something that will be around for Elvis, Elvis has been dead since the sixties. He still makes 20 <laughs> to $40 million a year. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this dude dead is crushing me in financial life, <laughs> you know, but, but he created something that will live on forever. You know, and mm-hmm. that's the beauty of music and the internet now, like with, with these videos yeah, and these seriously. videos going to go up on my website and then they're, they're going to be there forever. forever. So like, you know, long, long at, at, after I'm gone, if my kids ever want to see me again, they can hop onto my channel and watch my videos, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, and so you can still, you can still inspire people. Like uh, there's um, this guy, Jim Rohn. He was like Tony Robbins mentor. So, oh, wow. but, but he still has teachings out. He still has quotes out and videos and everything. And same thing. He, he passed away in the early two thousands, I believe, you know, but, wow. but, but he, but he left that, that legacy. So that's a great mm-hmm. plan for you. Great plan. Thank you. <laughs> All Thank right. You. So you said you wanted to, to break the mold with R and B. Like what yes. is your thought process there? Cause I love me some R and B, but I got to say, I'm yes. stuck in like the '90s, early 2000s. I'm not really feeling the stuff nowadays. Exactly, and that's how I feel. Um, it's actually really funny because I was watching a documentary of um, Amy Winehouse, and one of her, they asked her like, "What was the main reason you decided to be a singer?" And she was just like, "I hated the music that was out, and it just wasn't doing it for me. It wasn't." It's just so pop, it's so manufactured, it's so bubblegum. Like I, it doesn't give me, it doesn't fill me up, you know? It's like sugar, it's like, it's good, but it doesn't fill me. Mm -hmm. And I wanna make something that, that fills people up, that's real and that's organic and that's true and not worried about, you know, are they gonna play this in the club or are they gonna play this here because i really don't care i just want to spread my my truth and my reality and my vision and i know for a lot of people um it's very different but in the same sense a lot of people really love it because of that and i've had people tell me like um you know i've had people tell me like industry people like big industry people that work with like you know whoever (laughs) They're like, wow, we really like your voice, but, you know, we don't like your beats or like, we don't, we think you should do some more pop or like, no, I'm cool. Mm, Exactly. I'm just not really worried about that, you know? Yes. Like stay true to who you are. And then the right, the right opportunity will come along. It's like, stay true to who you are. Absolutely. And the the right crowd, like the crowd, like the people are there. They want it, you know, they, they tell me consistently. So it's just like, literally staying true to yourself and not letting anyone else veer you off of your path because I know what's there for me and I know that it's it's coming, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like, uh, that got me thinking back to say, like, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Mariah Carey, you know, when their first couple videos, they were in, like, fields with flowers and sundresses (laughs) on and then you give it a couple years, they're half naked and you know what exactly. I mean? It's like, you know, 
it's because those movie producers, they, they're all about the bottom line. And it's like, hey, you know, this is what sells, you know, be this. Right. And it's like, no, it's, and not everyone does that. That's what I love about Alicia Keys. Like I, I've met her yes. three times and she's, well, no, I'm sorry, I met her once, but I've seen her in concert three times. But she's such an amazing woman because she doesn't bow to any of that. You know, it's like it's like she she stays true to who she is and she's still wildly successful. You know, yes. so you, de- you definitely so don't have trying, to sell I'm your soul. to be like Alicia. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Like she's, she's so authentic. And like uh, I went to Backstage Pass like 10 years ago or so to, to meet her. But but in person, like she's just as sweet in person as she is on stage. Because I've met some others where that's not the case. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, for sure. It's like who who you see on stage, like that's who she is in re- real life, and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know. All right, yeah. so so where do, where do, where do you see this going? Like, where do you see yourself taking taking your niche in the industry? So I see myself in my band more so going towards, um, you know, like the real music, Anderson Pack vibes. Um, we are very, very, very consistent on putting real instruments in our music. So that's something that is also like a big difference right now. Everybody's like playing tracks on the computer, like on MIDI, mm. but like incorporating those real instruments and getting those real frequencies, it just hits you differently. You know what I mean? So something that is big for us is just literally focusing on making real music, yeah. which is like what it should be. Um, but yeah, so I really don't even see us. I see us being like a huge thing. Don't get me wrong, but it's going to be so yeah. different than everything else because it's just made differently. Yeah, you know, like Anderson Pack, Silk Sonic, like all of them, like that's kind of like where we're headed because we focus so much on the instrumentation. Yeah, Erica yeah, Badu like, is like my idol, so mm, <laughs> that's the vibe. <laughs> nice, yeah. Like, and sometimes too, like sometimes less is more. You know, it's yes. like, like you don't you don't have to have you know like with me and my social media following like i don't have millions of, of people f- following me but most people that have those millions i'll use ben shapiro as an example he's got i think like 1.6 million followers and on his lives he gets about 20 grand you know so it's right. like mm-hmm. there's a 1.58 <laughs> that aren't <laughs> tuning in you know right. so it's so it's about appealing to your core core group and that core group will help take you to to where you want to be you know, so like yeah. you don't have to try to appeal to everyone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. We're just like, like I said, we're just trying to bring real music back, man. So it's coming. I see it. I see it, especially here in Austin. There's so many bands that I've met and like people and these major labels are like signing physical bands now. So I think music, especially in the r lane, is about to take a huge shift. I think we're kind of in like that in-between moment right now where it's kind of getting like really watered down and everyone's kind of like bored, you know? Mm. So just remember I said it first. Yeah. Time to bring some new flavor. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I think I'm going to connect you with my, my, my nephew. He's a, he's a, he's a singer. He's a, 
he does singing and acting. He's in New York City. You oh, know, nice. just so just so so you guys can talk. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I would love to. Always good to I have always friends love in meeting the industry. new people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like he primarily does weddings, so like that's probably mm-hmm. like the bulk of where he where he makes his his, his impact. But mm-hmm. like he's he's done like not not on Broadway, but he's done some off Broadway acting gigs, and oh, wow. he actually yeah he was actually he just got a national commercial I think just before COVID I want to say, you know so okay. he's he's yeah he's starting to make to make some things happen too. Congrats to him. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, like he's uh he he does he does some pretty good stuff too. So yeah, like I said, I'll make sure I'll make sure I I, I connect you two so you guys can chat and we'll go from there. Yeah. See, and that's that's the beauty of doing these things because you never know who knows who. Right. <laughs> right. It's like you know you could you could connect with him and he could connect you to someone else who could sign you to a deal. Like <laughs> you you never right. know. You so, never know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. So, outside of music, what what else do you like to do do for fun? Um, I love to paint. Like I said, I love painting. Um, I love drawing i one of my goals in life is to have a like an adult animation show so i've kind of been working on that a little bit um but yeah i also like sewing i don't know i'm just a very creative person it's just like every day i'm like what am i doing today like other than work obviously but every day is like different you know so i don't know i just like doing things i can't really it's hard to explain but i just like doing something it's hard for me to just like sit there (laughs) i I don't really go out often um i don't know i'm not a huge drinker so Mm -hmm. i kind of just like chilling (laughs) (laughs) What, what are your favorite things to paint um i like I like using oils and I like using watercolors. Those are my two favorite things. But everything I paint is usually very cartoon-esque fashion. Okay. For some reason, I don't I don't really do realistic, but everything is very cartoon world. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I kind of live in my own world. <laughs> <laughs> well, but... <laughs> being a, you are you are the epitome of a free spirit. <laughs> yeah. So everything is always like, you know. Just whatever it is. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. So, do do you see do you see yourself using your using your music as say like a teaching tool? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. Like I said, like my favorite artists is like Eric Badu, Jill Scott, um, Kendrick Lamar, like Frank Ocean, like Childish Gambino. All the people that are actually you know, have a message and have something like important to say. So for me, like, that's my goal also, because I remember listening to those albums and not understanding them, but still liking them. And then like getting older and understanding them and being mind blown. Do you know what I mean? Like that is the best feeling to me. Like when someone is just like, if you can hear it, you can hear it, you know? So that's like one of my goals and missions. And it's very, very delicately written and delicately put. It's very like seeds planted. It's not so in front of your face. 
Yeah. And I love that mystery of the writing. It's, I love that. Yeah, see, that's the difference between listening and hearing. You know, because yes. like there are there are songs I used to listen to in the late '80s, early '90s, you know, throughout the '90s and the 2000s, and then I hear them now, and it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, like like, like like back then, you just listening to the beats, and you like you're not right. really listening to the content of the music, and then even some right. some songs, I'm like, I used to play that in front of my daughter. like it just just depends on on what (laughs) exactly and it's like crazy because you know that's how the whole world is you know it's like we're all just listening to these things that we don't even know what they're saying really unless you do know and it's really crazy once you think about it and once you physically hear it and you're like wow like can't believe I was listening to that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, see, like it, cause back back in the day, you know, the songs the, they all told they all told some type of a story, mm-hmm. you know, like especially like late eighties, early nineties. It was like almost all storytelling. And towards the end of the nineties, you know, you started getting some like I'll, I'll take Ludacris for example. Like yeah. he's got some great great beats with some god awful lyrics. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like I'm like none of this even makes sense. You know, it's like you're you're equating courting a woman with changing oil on a car. <laughs> it's like it's like that doesn't even go hand in hand. <laughs> no, it does not. And then to listen and, to some of the yeah. stuff today, it it boggles my mind. I'm like, you know, like my my son, my oldest son, he's 22, and you know he'll 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 be playing this music, and I'm looking at him like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, they're talking about nothing. You know? Seriously, though, like I can't even understand half the rappers now. I'm like, I literally yes. don't know what you're saying. Yes, that mumble <laughs> like, rap. Enunciate. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Yes, but music is like so much more important than we really understand, or like, mm-hmm. you know, the normal person understands because it's. It's really just a frequency and it's an energy and, you know, our bodies are energy and depending on what, you know, hurts, you know, these frequencies are, they can affect your body and your mind in certain ways, but it's all subconscious. We don't really, we don't really know and we could feel it, but we don't know why, you know? So music is actually a very powerful um, vessel used to 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 do to do certain things for people. So it's very interesting once you start really digging deep into into that. Um, it's like you know, like club musics. They're all played at a very very high frequency because it makes you want to move. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. makes you want to get up. But it's just it's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, and you know what's funny too is that we all have our own triggers. Like, so obviously I'm in the fitness business, and you know people play like that hardcore heavy metal, or they're playing gangster rap, and all this mm-hmm. high up. I I work out the R and B. Like R and B is my R and B is my go to. Is <laughs> like my my daughter she'll she'll bust my chops all the time. It's like what are you working out to Mariah Carey? I'm like Whitney Houston actually. <laughs> Hey, that's me too, man. That's me too. People are always like, can you change this? I'm like, no. <laughs> I need to feel good. 
exactly exactly again that that music it just it just it makes me feel good it's like every now and then you know i can throw throw on some some ice cube to really smash but for the most for the most part because like i'm a pretty chill chill dude as it is so it's Mm -hmm. like and i'm a self-starter so like i don't really need you know to hear i the tiger every time i'm going to work out (laughs) like i just need something in the background and i can just just get it going but i i will also say Say if I'm going on on a walk, I'll probably walk twice as long if I have my headphones on versus if I don't, you know, so it definitely gets gets those endorphins going. Yeah. And that's what it's supposed to do. Um, So it's like a beautiful thing, but it's also, you know, for every equal good thing, there's an equal bad thing. So pick your poison. So true. All right. Let's talk about your nonprofit. Yes. So what do you do there? Yeah, so um, I've done a lot of nonprofit work in the community. One of the main things I was actually doing, um, I have been doing, was making fresh pressed juices. um, And I was selling them. And, you know, all the money that I I made for that, uh, I donated to the Texas um, Fair Defense Project. And that's basically, like, the main people that I work with. But... What they do is they um, work with people who were incarcerated unfairly and, you know, people who were served with injustices in society. And especially when the riots were happening, all the people that were getting arrested and all the people that were getting hurt from, you know, the beanbags and all the things, they, they actually go out and find those people and help those people and get them back home. And they help them with, um, you know, any injuries that they had or anybody who was mistreated by any police or anything. So yeah, I was actually super, super, I raised over $3,000 for them. So that was like such a blessing to me because um, I really wasn't trying to like go out and protest because it's very dangerous, but there's other ways that we can find to, to help, you know? And I still do it and I, I still do it. It's just like they kind of calm down for a second, but they're still helping people daily. You know, every day something's happening. So um, if anybody would like to get involved, Texas Fair Defense Project is a great outlet in Austin and they do amazing work and it is run by this really amazing woman. And I love everything that they stand for. So I'm a fan. <laughs> I can I can tell because your face lit up as you were talking about it. So that's yeah, how you know you're passionate I about really, it. I really like, man, it's just like, man, the world is such a crazy place right now, you know. We could go on that forever, but it yeah. just really sucks to see people so treated unfairly. Yes. Say, and I like what you said about like not not really wanting to go out and protest because it's dangerous. Because there are some just psychotic people out there. Like we went to we went to one here, and um, I'm in Rhode Island, so mm-hmm. in downtown Providence. Like my oldest daughter, she wanted to go check it out, and I usually don't get involved with those things either because I help in other ways also. But mm-hmm. she wanted she wanted to go check it out, so I'm like, let's go. But just some of the things that people were saying, some of the things they were chanting, even some of the speakers, some of the just the lines they were saying, the derogatory things about police officers. And it was just I was like, this this is not the message I'm putting my stamp on, you know, Mm -hmm. like not at all. It's like I'm all for helping people who are wrong. I said, but to sit here 
and say, you know, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't subscribe to that. Like, not all yeah. officers are bad. Like, I do, I do volunteer work with multiple police precincts here. And there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of amazing, amazing police officers. The ones yeah. that are bad, by all means, prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. But you can't lump everyone together. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, like that, that's the part I don't yeah. like. <laughs> it's funny, too, because, you know, we don't want to be lumped together. So then we go out and lump other people together. Yeah, it's just exactly. Funny. exactly. It's just like, no, there's no, there's no winning in that, you know? Exactly. Like we See, have and, to be and, smarter. We have to move smarter. Yes, and that's why I tell people you you carve you carve out a path to where you can directly help people. There's a program here called Social Enterprise Greenhouse, where it hel- it helps disadvantaged people um, either start businesses or expand their businesses, and we give them free free business coaching. You know, so so like like that's a way to directly help. You know, you can go around <clears throat> and speak in schools. And mm-hmm. you know, Rhode Island small, but I'm saying I, I spoke in schools all across the state before before COVID happened. I've done a few virtually since, but talking directly to the kids and say, you know, the world's gonna tell you you don't have opportunities. I'm here to tell you that's crap. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like you have a good good yeah. work ethic, get your education, be willing to deal with the news, and keep fighting until you get a yes. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that's that's yeah. the message that I give to the young kids of, of any race, you know, yeah. but, but yeah. to just sit, sit back and just tell an entire group of people that you have no opportunities. Like, I'm sorry, but that's stupid. Yeah. Agreed. You know? Yeah. Agreed. So, so, so I had asked you about that because like, I know there's, I was, um, I had a guy on the show. He was, um, I think he's actually in the Nashville area. He does mu- music too, but he, he started mm-hmm. a nonprofit where, he he helps kids heal from trauma through through music, and, yeah, and I love that. yeah yeah, and I was like, that's an, that's an amazing concept, you know. Yeah, so I love so rather that. than yeah, so rather than just your your typical so, social worker meeting where you go and, and and you talk, you know, he teaches them to play it to play instruments, teaches them how to read read music and stuff, and he helps them cope with with whatever they dealt with and using music as their outlet instead of turning to the streets and gangs. Yeah, you know? that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that's so like, like I can just tell with the type of person you are in this one. I've known you for 38 minutes now. <laughs> but but I, can just, I can just see in your expressions and the way you talk about helping others that you could probably find a lane where you could marry the two, you know, to, yeah, to where you can that teach is, music. That is like for sure... Um, one of my end goals like i'm a very ambitious person so i like i want to leave a huge mark on this world but Mm. but in college i studied psychology so you know i understand how um paralyzed we are by our traumas and how these things really do affect us so that is something like huge for me like i want to be someone that's like really out here like helping you know yes yeah, like, and, and that helps you as well. Like, I lost my father just before COVID, thank God. Well, he, he died in November of, thank you. No, honestly, it's it's perfect because he, he passed the way he wanted to, you know, because, yeah. like, he remember I said earlier, he's an engineer. So he used oh, yeah. to always say, 
when he can't build anymore, that's when he'd be ready to die. You know, so he was mm-hmm. 79, 79 years old. He ended up getting a stage four heart failure. And so mm-hmm. he was just slowly withering away. You know, he yeah. was losing weight. Like I'd have to come down to like help him do stuff because he was losing his strength. And so then, like I said, he ended up passing. Like had had he got into 2020, and then now where the hospitals weren't letting people in, like yeah, he would have been, been alone. You know, he yeah. would have been alone. But wow, I, that's I, aw- like yeah, that's cool. It's like, but I'm able to talk about his story because it. And what I do with people, as it says above us, your true power, power lies in your story, is yes. I don't I don't make it about me. You know, so like mm-hmm. I find someone else who's struggling with the loss of someone and I'll be like, Yeah, you know what? I lost my dad. But you know what though? He's right here. Like if mm-hmm. I if I ever need him, he's right here. You know, right. I said I said so I don't I don't have to, you know, cry because he's not physically here. You know, like mm-hmm. I was 40, 45 when he passed. So it's like I had that man for 45 years. So and the way I keep him alive is to just remember everything that he taught me. And yeah. so there was a there was one of the guys I, I trained. He lost his son. So now I've mm-hmm. never lost a child. Would. So but when you lose someone, you lose someone like I, mm-hmm. I, I really don't think there's levels, you know, it's like people, no. <laughs> people lose, lose their, their dog and they're wrecked for like three, three months. That's, you know what I mean? That's so true. That's... yeah. So hurt is hurt. So I remember we were doing class. He was up against the wall and he was just, just not really engaged with the rest of the, of, of the class. And I was like, Hey, what's going on? And he's like, he's like, I just miss him. I was like, you, you realize he's here, right? I said, he's here right now. He's watching you. I was like, and what do you think is going through through his mind seeing you up against the wall? You know, and mm-hmm. he's like, he, he he probably wouldn't like that. I said, no. So he wants to see his dad kicking ass. Yeah. He's, like, he's, he's like, yeah. He's like, you know what? He's like, you're right. He's like, thank you. You know, so it's like, it's like once we're able to remove ourselves from the hurt mm-hmm. and say, I can tell like the story of losing my my dad and how I cope with it to help others. Now I know people cope in different right. ways, but, but, but you can at least use that story to let them know like, Hey, listen, yeah. your son's, he's watching you. He doesn't want to see his dad up against the wall crying. He wants to right. see his dad pushing that 700 pound sled looking like a beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, um, Adams, they never die. Adams can't die. They only, Manipulate into something else. So, yep, absolutely. I agree. I agree. So, so if you were to say you had a theme for your music, what would your theme be? Moody. (laughs) (laughs) Very moody. Um, Yeah, very moody. Um, But not in the way that you think. Moody because I never feel like a singular expression can describe um, myself or like the band, you know? I always feel like we're kind of like, every song is setting a specific mood, a specific sound, a specific tone. And that's something that's like really, that we like to focus on because it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and that that's important. So, I mean, I mean, he was obviously a hip hop artist, but I remember watching behind the scenes 
of Tupac in mm, in, in the studio, and he was favorite. very very adamant about his beats. You know, he was mm. like, "No, no, that's not it." Like, nope, keep working it. He's like, "That's not what I want." You know, like mm. even though. Even though, like, you know, it's like, okay, no, no. Nope. He's like, no, nope, that's not it. <laughs> you know, because yeah. he wanted he wanted that certain feeling. So I feel that's mm-hmm. very important because it's like, yeah. it's your music. It comes from your soul. So exactly. it's like, you have to feel that beat if you want others mm-hmm. to feel it. And luckily I was, um, I've been blessed with a really awesome band. So now we can like do things together. Like when I first started, I didn't have my band. So it was just me trying to maneuver and like find things and just trying to grind it out. You know what I mean? But now like having them is like such a blessing and it's such a cool experience because we can create these things solely just from us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that is something that's like, I can't, can't ask for anything better. So (laughs) Um, yeah. Oh, are you the only singer? I am I am the only singer, but I have players that also sing. So my piano player, Joshua Ross. Hi, Josh. He's mm-hmm. an amazing singer. Taylor Brown, my guitar player, he's also a great singer. My other guitar player, Tony, he could sing too. Um, it's actually really funny because I like was so focused on building a band and I was you know, manifesting. I was like, I need an all-girl band. Like, that was my thing. And then God was like, how about an all-boy band? And then I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so it's kind of funny how that worked out. It's like me and then all these boys. But it's awesome, and I love them, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, It's just funny how life works. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. But like, it is cool good- because um, I have, like, more of an alto tone. And they're mm-hmm. men, so like their tones mesh well with my tones. Okay. So, so it's actually like really works out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny because like you know, there there are so many times where we have a vision of something, but then another door opens. But like I said, just you know, I'm just so glad that you have the courage to to follow your intuition. Because yeah. there there are other people that would have been like, no, I want an all girl band. <laughs> Not realizing, like, you know, the universe or God, whatever you believe in, yeah. brought these people to you for a reason. They say, yes. hey, no, 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 give this a try. Like, don't be so close-minded. You yes. know, like, that's a lost that art. That is one of the main, like, one of the biggest, most important things in life is one of the seven laws of, um, you know, is, is going with the flow and always just never being too attached to anything. You have to just go with what comes to you because that's really the only way. Because life is not, life is so random. You know what I mean? Like yeah. things things happen in, in crazy ways, but it's your job to like figure out the clues and put them together. So if you're so fixated on a specific thing, you're going to miss like half the things that, are in front yeah. of your face. Mm-hmm. So you have to be open-minded and you have to be willing to just go with the flow because that is what's going to carry you and take you onto whatever is next for you. So true. And and I always say too that men and women we're meant to work together. It's like That's we're meant are. to. It's like we're we're <laughs> wired we're wired differently for a reason. 
You know, right. it's, it's like think of think of one all girl band or one all boy band that stayed together for like forty years because I can't think yeah. of it. <laughs> right? Like at right. at some point they like they Prince. all self they all self destruct. But Jay Z and Beyonce is still still kicking it. Right? <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's true. Because, like, years ago, I think this was back in 2014 or 2015, I was actually going to start a, a fitness program for men over 40. Because that, mm-hmm. that that year I had turned 40, and I'm a man over 40, right? So right. it just seemed, <laughs> seemed to make sense. And I was talking with my business coach about it, and he's like, so why do you want to do that? I said, well, you know, because... I can identify with men over 40 and, you know, there's a, you know, the whole dad bod is a thing now. And, and <laughs> so he says, what is your demographic now? I was like, probably about 90% female. <laughs> and he's like, what does, he's like, what does that tell you? <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, why don't you put in a program for moms? And I was That's like, true. yeah, but you know, like most, he's like a lot of women, like they want to, they want to hear from other moms. And he's like, once again, what's your demographic? <laughs> so so he, he's right. So I, I put a pro- program out for, for moms. I had, I think, 65 people join that, that oh, wow. first challenge I did. And I was like, you know, you, we just get these thoughts in, in our head. And, you know, thinking that you that's what we should them. do. or <laughs> Yeah. And then, you know, the universe is like, hello, your target market's right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Isn't like, it so funny because people. it's always right in front of your face? Yeah, it's just like you can't <laughs> see it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And even now in my coaching programs, like I help people do various things, but I, I take people's backstories, kind of how you know we, we started with with your backstory. Mm-hmm. But I take their backstories, and from their backstory, I usually uncover what they're meant to do. You know, like, cause, yeah. cause I tell people like it, it's already in your subconscious mind somewhere in your life. You thought I would love to be doing fill in the blank. Right. You know, and, we, true, and we get, yeah, we get to that. Feel. Like I told you, I, I've always wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be a speaker. I ended up managing restaurants for 20 years and here I am. I've been on TV. I have my own podcast and, and I'm a speaker. <laughs> you know? yep. so, so it's like it, it all, it all eventually comes full circle. It does. Have to be patient. Yep. Be patient. Yes. Be patient. It's like like be be, be patient, but but be aggressive too. Yes. 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 Because it's like, it's like, like you said, everything is is a circle. So like you could be like almost there, but you can't see the end and then you'll stop. But then you didn't complete the circle. Exactly. Exactly. Too many times people, people quit right when it's almost done and mm-hmm. i've made this mistake myself and like that's why i titled the show shut up and grind because it's like you, you start getting into your head like maybe this doesn't work maybe i'm not maybe i can't do this or maybe people don't want this product it's like just shut up and keep going just keep yeah. going <laughs> if one person bought it other people will buy it yeah. <laughs> you know it's like you just that's... have to say that's where you just have, have to be patient while you're putting the work in you know, yep. like if one person buys your music, other people will buy your music. It's just a, just a True. matter of when. You just have to like give people time to discover you. Yes, exactly. That's another and thing. Yes. Yeah, and like, and and yeah. you and you got you got to put yourself out there. Like, I've been reaching out to people with bigger audiences 
And, mm-hmm. you know, like people always say, oh, well, you know, you can't this, you can't that. You know? It's like, well, at some point, they had a small audience. Right. right? And, and, <laughs> and at some point, their message was strong enough to where someone gave them a shot. So yeah. I think I've done, like I said, this is my ni- this is my 95th episode. So it's like I have a body of work with my my interviewing, with my insight and everything else. Like at some point, one of these bigger names, they're going to give me a shot. So it's yeah, like you like like you just Absolutely. have to keep putting yourself out there. And I feel like like music is the same way. Like you, you put yourself mm-hmm. out there enough and that right person is going to be like, she's the one we need. Exactly. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah, because some people take being patient as just sit back and wait. It's like, no, you yeah, still no. have to kick ass every day. Every day. But, every day. but you, you have to deal with all the no's until you get that one yes. Mm-hmm. That's that's that's, that's the key to making it. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. A... <clears throat> I don't even <laughs> accept no's. I'm like, oh, no. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, like in, in, in the business world, too, they, they say, a, like, no isn't always no. It could just be not yet. Right. That's so true. Yeah. Cause like, I've true. had people sign up for my, my fitness newsletter, and they won't join for, like, a year and a half later. <laughs> you know, you know but, but they, they get the newsletter. Like, cause I send a newsletter on Sunday and a recipe every Tuesday. So, like, mm-hmm. they're hearing from, from me twice a week. Mm-hmm. and. There were people like they'll message me like, hey, Rob, I've been following you since, you know, 2018. You know, I'm, I'm ready to talk about pricing and your programs. And, you know, so just when they first joined, it was just not yet. You right. know, then, then, you know, I kept giving them the content, giving them the content. So when they were ready, they thought of me. Right. right? Yeah. And I feel I feel like it's the same with music. Like just the more, yeah. the more, the it bigger is. your sample size. You know, yeah. then when someone comes and say, you know what, we need a new sound, and then they're gonna think of you. They're like, like right. this girl's blow, blowing up her YouTube channel. She's doing this. She's on this. Mm-hmm. She's doing this gig, and you just put yourself everywhere, and then they think of you. Yep. <laughs> and 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 disclaimer: I do work on music every day. Nice. <laughs> Still not over. So, like, nice. yes, it is definitely a grind. Awesome. But a willing grind because I love it. Mm-hmm. Told you, and I can tell you do. No, like, like there's, there's other, you know, there's other people that do things like we said earlier, just because they're good at it. Right. But, but like you can tell, and like with the whole world being on virtual and stuff now, like mm-hmm. I don't even take regular phone calls anymore. Like I set up yeah. all Zoom calls because that way I can see people, and yeah. I, I can I can see your facial expressions, I can see your smile, I can see the way your eyes look, and, you know. Every every little twitch. If you're a fidgeter like me, I'm like I haven't stopped moving. Like I'm I'm a fidgeter, <laughs> but but like like you, you can actually get to see the person's true character by actually yeah. sitting here and watching. And so that's why I said you know I'll, like I want to connect you with my nephew because I feel like you guys have very similar energy. Nice, I love you know? that. Yeah, I'm and like for, he's you know similar people, energy you know similar soul family so. Yes, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Because like his his heart is his heart's in his music too. Like we had a funeral in April for our two year old, for for a two year old. Hmm. You know my yeah my brother yeah my niece lost lost her son to uh, the cancer. He got Hmm. diagnosed on a Thursday and he passed on Hmm. Tuesday. Yeah, so everything Hmm. happened so fast. But 
my nephew wrote him a song and he mm-hmm. he had to record it because like he just couldn't do it couldn't even at, like at the it. funeral yeah. but like at the end of the funeral I went up to him and I was like listen I said that song was beautifully written I said but you gotta stop being selfish and he's like <laughs> yeah. what do you mean he's like what do you mean selfish I said, because just think about how that would have impacted everyone else if you did it live. You know, because like, because yeah. I'm like, you're the first one to tell me that your music comes from from your heart and your soul. There's nothing if you can let your heart and soul show for somebody's wedding that you don't even know. <laughs> it's like they're just paying <laughs> you, and you know, it's like 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 you can let your family hear your Feel heart it. and soul. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think that that really, that really touched them, you know, just, just to hear it in that manner. You mm-hmm. know, I said, I was like, that's, that's the best version of you right there. Okay. So when you're, when you're emotional yeah. and, and you can still do it, like that's when you're at, at your that's peak. Like, yeah, that's you true. Know, go, going back to what I said earlier about being your authentic self is like, don't, don't be afraid to cry on stage. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't be Remember Alicia Keys saying, I think this was in the, the second concert I saw of hers, but she sang, I don't remember the song, but it was one of her newer ones, but she mm-hmm. was just so into it. And you could see on the, because, the, you know, they have her and then they have her up on, on the, the screen board. and yeah. you can see on the board that she just, she was just so into it. The tears were streaming down her face. It's like, you know, I got goosebumps. I was like, she Aww. is in the zone. <laughs> you know it's like, it's like people think that the audience they like, oh she's weak or he's weak it's like no like no. as an audience like we we like we want to feel that yeah we want to see vulnerability yes absolutely she's all right so well we, we gotta wrap up soon unfortunately yeah. but um this was a good talk very good i talk. agree it was awesome it was really great meeting you um nice meeting you great as well. this, so thank you for having thank you. me Thank you. Much appreciated. So if yes. you could give if you could give the audience a final word, what do you got for them? Final word. I would say that do not let anything hold you back from what you truly want in this world. And to be strong and be brave and do not let any fear stop you from doing exactly what you're here to do. Perfect. Yeah, I, I have nothing else to add to that. That was perfect. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, well, good luck to you and everything that you do. And then maybe a couple months down down the line, we'll ha- have you back on. You know, see what you're Absolutely. see what you're up to. See if anything's changed. Yeah, and, uh, what, I love that. What was the name of the nonprofit again? Texas Fair Defense Project. It was Texas what? Sorry. Fair Defense Fair. Project. Yes. Uh, make sure I put that in the comments. Awesome. Yes. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. It was great meeting you. Of course. Thank you. And likewise. You too. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. That was Moody joining us. And uh, that was such a great conversation. So if you didn't get the opportunity to hear the whole thing, please go back and watch. And that's all I have for you today. I'll be back on Sunday with possibly on Sunday, possibly. I'll let you know for certain. But that would be with episode number 96. So you guys have yourselves a great day. And thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. 
We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.